Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You, and we have a great program lined up for today. We're going to talk with our good friend, Israel Stefanski. Uh, he's out on the streets today of Jerusalem, and we're going to talk to him in just a minute. But we've just come through a terrible skirmish with um, Hamas, a war between Israel and Hamas, just the last few weeks. And here are some statistics at the end of the fighting. There were 4,400 rockets fired towards Israel from Gaza. 20% approximately fell within Gaza. 90% of those crossing into Israel were intercepted. There was 100 kilometers of the metro, the underground terror bunkers inside Gaza that were destroyed. Over 200 Gazans were reported killed, including 63 innocent children, and a majority of Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists, among them 25 of their top leaders. 675 rockets launching sites of various types and levels in Gaza were destroyed. 35 buildings used by Hamas were destroyed. Various Hamas and Jihad training camps and weapons development sites were destroyed. 12 Israelis were killed by Hamas rockets. Here's some points for consideration in light of the media attack in the last few weeks uh, against Israel. Israel did not want this war. It was started by the terrorist organization Hamas, who is uh, in relationship and partnership uh, with uh, the terrorist regime Iran. Palestinian suffering is enormous and it's heartbreaking. And it's terrible how Hamas uses the Palestinian people uh, for cannon fodder. Israelis also suffered greatly in this conflict, mostly because of disruption of life, trauma, and fear. We have totally equal compassion for all people suffering on both sides. And the conflict is not between Jews and Arabs. Actually, within Israel, many of the Arabs and Jews live together in friendly cooperation, and Israeli Arabs have high positions in medicine, parliament, business, uh, the judicial branch, including a Supreme Court justice. The conflict is not even from Muslim countries towards Israel, as Israel has peace with several Muslim nations, notably Egypt and Jordan. The conflict is based on the hatred of Islamic extremist groups towards Israel and towards Christian Arabs. And Israel now is in partnership in the Abraham Peace Accords with Bahrain, United Arab Emirates. The conflict was started by the terrorist organization Hamas and Islamic Jihad, who along with other Islamic extremist groups like Hezbollah, ISIS, and the Ayatollah regime in Iran proudly proclaim their goal of the total destruction of Israel. The claim that Israel desires genocide of Palestinians is untrue. There's never been any government statement to that effect, nor is it the sentiment of the vast majority of the Israeli public. Quite the opposite is true. The genocide of Israel is clearly called for by all the Islamic extremist groups. 
The 100% goal of every missile shot into Israel was aimed at injuring or killing Israelis. The 100% goal of every Israeli army attack was to avoid civilians and only reach terrorist infrastructure. The IDF made unprecedented efforts to protect civilian lives in Gaza, including legal counsel with every attack, scanning areas for civilians present, and even warning those living in an area soon to be attacked. The deliberate intent of Israel to avoid civilian casualties and the deliberate intent of Hamas and Islamic Jihad to target civilians is a significant moral difference that should not be overlooked. And so today we're going to talk uh, to Israel Stefanski. He's in Jerusalem uh, on the streets today. And Israel Stefanski is the president and founder of the Advanced Security Training Institute, known as ASTI. Israel is a recognized expert in practical disaster response and is an international lecturer in the field of counterterrorism. He has appeared on CNN, KTVT, Fox News, and Israel National News, Radio Israel, and CFRB Toronto. As a young man, Stefanski found himself at the site of a violent terror attack in Jerusalem. Rather than run from the scene, he took action and became part of the rescue effort. This experience led him to work with Zaka, an organization that carries out the important and difficult task of recovering body parts for burial after a terror attack. Today, Stefanski's organization, ASTI, provides critical training for U.S. members of Congress and U.S. first responders in the areas of school safety, counterterrorism, and cybersecurity in an Israel-based immersion training course. And so uh, today, Israel is on the streets of Jerusalem, and he's right on Jaffa Road, where as a 15-year-old young Jewish boy on his way to school on a Sunday morning, uh, bus number 18 exploded. And instead of running from the scene, Israel ran into the bus to try to save children and elderly uh, who had been uh, massacred in this attack. So Israel Stefanski, as you're there on the streets of Jerusalem, welcome to Israel and you. Thank you for having me. What an excellent sunny day in the streets of Jerusalem. Everybody's out. Oops. Israel has only had today about 20 people sick with COVID, but it looks like COVID is gone from the Holy Land. So everybody's out and about, and business is back. It's like amazing to see everybody on the street. So thank you for having me. Thanks for being with us, Israel. And uh, you are a Sabra. You were born and raised in in, uh, Jerusalem, and we're so thankful that you're with us today. And during this recent battle, some are saying that Israel won the battle but lost the war. And do you think this is an accurate statement? Some are saying that uh, Hamas actually won the, the war in public opinion against Israel. So what's your take on this, Israel? You gotta look at the big picture. The big picture is Israel responded to what the terrorists did, fired rockets into Israel. Israel responded. And Israel did what Israel didn't do many times after it. They tore down buildings. They destroyed some of their tunnels. Over 60 terrorists were found dead in the tunnel. So what we are seeing in it in Israel It's not we want to come out victorious of killing people. 
we have to respond to what's going on. And in this case, Israel came out with a hand on the trigger telling Hamas, if a balloon fires now from Gaza, we're going to respond as if a rocket came into Gaza. That's the heaviness of the response that Israel is now telling. Hamas is maybe running around because the media is on their side to say, oh, we're victorious. What have you won? You know what I mean? On that end. Right. So, tell, tell us about the kites. I, I, I don't know if everybody is aware that, that Hamas fires rockets consistently throughout the year. It's just this time Israel responded in kind because of the, so many rockets that were coming in. But throughout the year, rockets are coming over. It's never reported in the press. And another thing that the press doesn't report is the terrorist balloons and the terrorist kites that are sent over often on a daily basis. They've burned 10,000 acres of farmland within southern Israel. Uh, there's little notes tied to these balloons that will say, I love you, happy birthday. They're wanting little children to pick up these balloons and kites because attached to them are explosive devices. So tell us about the, the terrorist kites and balloons that are coming over into southern Israel. The terrorist Kites and balloons have been coming already over for a few years, for sure in the summer. And they throw out these kites with balloons, air balloons. And they come over, you know, based on the southern winds from the sea, wherever it gets pushed. And yes, children pick it up. It falls in schools, it falls on homes, and it has explosives on it. No question about it. And Israel is doing everything to stop it. Now, even yesterday, after the ceasefire was over, some kites were sent over, some balloons. The media is not reporting it because it's not in their narrative. They know if Israel responds, it's going to be a problem. And remember, the U.S. State Secretary is right now in Israel. So Israel is going to be a little more careful to respond because Right now, the U.S. government wants it to be a ceasefire. But the Hamas doesn't care about this stuff. The U.S. now promised Gaza $75 million to help them to rebuild. Where do you think that money is going to go to? It's going to go, again, to rebuild the tunnels, to buy missiles, and everything. Where do you think that money is going to go to? Terrorism, of course, it'll go to terrorism. And uh, Israel, you lived through two intifadas as a young man. Yes. Uh, bus right. bombings, restaurant bombings. I met you during the second intifada in 2002 when there were no tourists in Israel. And I had come over to visit my family during the intifada. And d describe what it's like to our audience, what it's, what it's like to live through constant uh, threat of terror and I remember standing on the street corner with you, uh, watching buses go by and seeing the elderly in these buses and knowing in their minds that you know, there could be a terrorist on this bus, a suicide bomber that will explode his own body in order to annihilate us. What's it like to live through an intifada? It's, it's hard to describe it because when you have freedom all the time and you're not used to looking over your shoulders, it's hard to imagine what it is, but you get up in the morning, 
you hear first in the news that a shooting happened, that a stabbing happened, that a bus exploded, that a car ramming happened. Every time you walk on the street in the time of the Intifada, even now, we had a stabbing two days ago in Jerusalem. Even now, people walk around watch, looking all over their shoulders because you never know where it's going to come from. You know you have an enemy that hates you, and once you did. So you walk around. Yes, right now we are concerned that uh, what's going on, that there may be more suicide bombers, or they will try. But, you know, right now for terrorists, it's much harder to get suicide bombers because Israel built a wall, so it makes it harder for them to come in. But what are they going back to? To stabbings or car rammings. So you always got to be, when you stand at a bus stop, you always have to be right now cautious to see if you hear a car coming a little faster than what it should be. And then to move aside just in case. And if you carry a weapon, you have to be more cautious and the sense more aware if a stabbing happens. The last stabbing that took place in Jerusalem two days ago was stopped by a cop on the street. Saw what happened, pulled out a gun and killed him kill the terrorist. So it's a, how should I explain it? It's, it's an awareness. You have to be on the look for something that may happen any second next to you. Israel, when we come back from the break, I want you to describe for us what you experienced as a 15-year-old young Jewish boy on your way uh, to school uh, during the first intifada, when you're standing on the very street corner you're standing on uh, today, when bus number 18 exploded, and children and uh, elderly and soldiers that were in that bus, uh, many of them perished. And so when we come back from the break, um, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to also ask you what uh, you believe is going to happen in the near future uh, when we talk about uh, a, a third intifada possibly coming to Israel, a civil war between Arabs and Jews, you know, what your perspective is upon that. And so I would encourage everyone uh, these days to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, we've just come through this, this terrible war. It seems that the world in the last few weeks is rising up uh, with, with hatred towards the Jewish people and the state of Israel. And as Christian people the world over, we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that they may have peace within their borders. Uh, we are locking arms with our Jewish friends during these days. So I encourage you to go to IsraelTeam.org. And you can read more about what's happening in the state of Israel during these days. That's israelteam.org. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, and I'm honored to serve as president of Israel Team Advocates International. Israel Team is a unique nonprofit organization that is changing the growing narrative within the Christian world that the Jewish people are illegally occupying the land of Israel. The truth is that God, the God of the Bible, identifies himself as the God of Israel, and Jerusalem is his footstool. God has given this land to the Jewish people as an eternal possession. Within the evangelical communities, millennial generation, and Generation Z, there is an alarming decline of support for Israel. 
Israel. Presently, about 70% of young evangelicals are unsure of Israel's right of their very existence. If this trend continues, we are going to see a majority anti-Israel evangelical movement within 10 years. Imagine future Christian leaders in America calling for the removal of Jews from the Holy Land. Israel team cares deeply about the future of American Christianity and is investing in the young Christian leaders of tomorrow. We work on Christian college campuses and church youth and college groups to make a difference for Israel and the church as well. We mentor pastors and church leaders and counteract the growing trend of replacement theology being proclaimed from churches across America. I'm asking you today to help us in this noble cause. We can change the current trend of anti-Israelism, one church and one college campus at a time. You can go to our website at israelteam.org to donate today and stand with us today. We ask you that you consider giving to Israel Team on a monthly basis. In the present exponential rise of anti-Semitism in America, our efforts must double to push back against this darkness. For your gift this month to Israel Team, we want to send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Alarming Rise of anti Semitism and what can be done to stop it. Go to IsraelTeam.org. That's IsraelTeam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. And we're talking today with Israel Stefanski. He's on the streets of Jerusalem today on Jaffa Road. Israel is uh, the president of ASTI, it's an organization that trains our homeland security and police officers in, in counterterrorism. These uh, police and fire and first responders and homeland security officers uh, travel to Israel where uh, Israel Stefanski uh, trains them and helps them in the issues of dealing with terrorism and suicide attacks. And so today Israel is on Jaffa Road in Jerusalem, the very spot where he was at, at a, as a 15-year-old young Jewish boy when bus number 18 exploded. And so Israel, welcome back to Israel and you. Tell us what happened on that fateful day. That fateful day, 6.45 in the morning, I get up and go to school. And that was in the days in Tefada, knowing that buses could explode, shootings could happen. And on that road, a week earlier, a bus exploded. But, you know, I don't think about it. I'm walking to school. I know to be more aware. I'm walking towards the school, and I'm in that spot where I'm standing now as well, because I was walking around just to see the, all the people out. And the memories, what happened that day is the traffic was standing because there was a red light. The bus was the first car, you know, at the light ready to go. And then the explosion happens. And I turn my head to the left and I see the explosion. I see the smoke. I see the bus. I start hearing noises. I see a, a half of a foot come my way, lands right in front of me. And to me, this is now, I'm 15 years old. This to me looks like a movie. But I know at that minute, this is a reality. And I feel like an epiphany pushing me, go help these people you hear, you're first on the scene, do it. But I don't know anything. I'm 15. I never saw things like this. I, you know, a movie maybe, but 
in his reality, and I went, went on the bus, did help the first woman I could have, whatever I could, I did. But it, I knew that will change my life then, because I know terrorism is going to keep happening, you know, being in Israel and seeing what's going on. Next time something like this happens, I want to be ready for it, ready to be able to treat the people properly, everything. So that's what changed my life, but it's a, it's a reality I was born into. I didn't learn it in school. This is the reality that was in those days, 20 years ago on the streets of uh, Israel. Wow. And the fear is that it may happen again now with everything that's going on as well. Right. So do you see, some are saying that we're entering into a civil war in Israel, that there's going to be clashes and possibly another intifada a third intifada where we're going to see more and more stabbings bus bombings restaurant bombings what's your perspective on this israel i i mean yes the trend is going that way but who it's going to come from is the question how many arab israelis are going to be involved in it versus Arabs that consider themselves Palestinian. And this is what we saw last week when the riots happened in mixed cities in Israel where the Arabs were rioting and burning and looting and, and doing everything and even shooting live rounds towards their neighbors. And even some Arabs snitched on their neighbors to the rioters to come burn their home or destroy their car. So the question is becomes now, who's loyal to this country? Mm -hmm. uh, is it the Israelis? Or is it the Arabs that are Israelis that we think they, you know, based on the documents, the Arab Israelis? But where's the loyalty at that moment? While Gaza was sending rockets towards Israel, Gaza didn't care if you live in, Arab, in a mixed Jewish-Arab neighborhood. Arabs also were affected by the rockets. That's true. But these Arabs then got up and hurt their neighbors, living, mm. you know, in the same community for years. Like, that's where the fear is going to happen. Are they going to get up and side with Hamas, you know, on that end? Mm -hmm. And that becomes then a bigger problem because you never know who it is, you know, and you can't do much against them because they're Israeli citizens. Or are we going to start having, you know, Judea and Samaria Arabs, they, you know, they will try to start attacks as well. So we, yeah, what, right now in Israel, we're in a high alert on that end. Of course. And there's, there's a million Arab people that live uh, peacefully within the borders of Israel there. Uh, some of them serve in, in the army. Some serve even on the Supreme Court. And uh, there's been a, a peaceful coexistence between Arabs and Jews, but it seems like there could be another uprising where you're exactly right. There may be a partnership uh, with Hamas uh, against the Jewish people. And do you see uh, the Iranian, Iranian proxies, Hezbollah to the north and Hamas to the south, do you see them ever being uh, defeated and done away with? depends. In Gaza is one part of Hamas. In Judea and Samaria, it is not a part of Hamas. But we do see 
that Hamas in Gaza is trying to help Hamas in Judea and Samaria to do stuff in Israel, to cause attacks. Because while you're in Gaza, you can't come into Israel. So while you're in Judea and Samaria, it's easier for you to move around parts of Judea and Samaria and cause attacks over there. So we do see the, the help from between these organizations funneling money that's coming from Iran and from other proxies that are trying to do it. Yes, no question about it. And Hezbollah, yes, last night the head of Hezbollah got up and spoke, you know, against the aggression in Israel. But they know that Israel will fight back against uh, Hezbollah in a different way versus Gaza. You know, you have to look at the big picture. So what and do you the think... political side. Yeah, what do you think was the, the objective of Hamas? I mean, knowing that Israel is... Uh, probably going to respond uh, to, you know, 4,400 rockets that you're sending into Israeli territory. What do you think their main objective was, and why are they proclaiming they've won this war? I'll tell you why, because you, the way you just put it, you do not get the picture of what's going on. Americans need to understand what ter how terrorists think. They don't think like Americans. They think like terrorists do. So the terrorists, when they shot on Jerusalem Day a rocket into Jerusalem, they did not calculate how Israel is going to respond. So sometimes they do stuff either miscalculating because they think maybe Israel is weak, they won't respond. Or, like now, you shot a rocket into Jerusalem on Jerusalem Day, we're going to go heavy against you. And the whole reason for all of this is, remember, Hamas is trying to create an election here in Israel and in Gaza and Judea and Samaria. Hamas knows that they're going to win. But Israel said nobody from East Jerusalem could be a part of the election because either you Israelis or you Hamas decide. You Israelis, we don't allow you to go be part of this election. So what did Hamas say? We're not having elections because Israel is not allowing us. And that's a false narrative. You right. want elections? Go do it in your city. What do you want from us? But it was a reason to fight. All the, That's what they were looking for. We're not going to have elections. We blame it on Israel. Yeah, so what Hamas's objective is, do you think it, they're trying to create a crisis in order to win the hearts of the Arabs living in East Jerusalem, and uh, the Palestinians in Judea, Samaria? Are they trying to defeat, ultimately, not just Israel, but to defeat uh, Fatah and uh, the Palestinian Authority in Judea, Samaria? Yes. Their election goal is to win over against the, the not Hamas, just to win against the Palestinian Authority. So Israel Stefanski... Thanks again. You're, you're a wealth of information for Israel and You program and podcast. And we thank you for your friendship, long-term friendship. And we're praying for you and your family uh, in Jerusalem during these very difficult days. And as American Christians, uh, we want you to know we stand with the Jewish people. And yes, we love all people. We love the Arab people. But during these days when there's this uprising against our Jewish friends, 
We stand uh, with the Jewish people against uh, Hamas and Hezbollah that are seeking to terrorize and defeat and drive out the Jewish people from the land of Israel. So thank you for being with us, Israel Stefanski. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.